Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zolman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. I am here with another amazing, amazing guest. Uh, she's a friend, a colleague, she's a Spirit of Wealth sister, um, and she's an amazing person that I have known for mm, going on six, seven, eight months now. Um, well, actually longer than that. It's been quite some time. But anyway, without further ado, let me introduce Debbie Heiser. She is the founder and CEO of Lead Your Life with Debbie Heiser, a coaching company helping businesses and individuals lead a life they love by building financial freedom and stepping into their bigger purpose in the world, all in record time. As someone who has experience from sales to executive leadership, Debbie has been there, working as a leader in domestic, sprint, international, city, small business sectors, turning point, and as an entrepreneur, she has experience in all sizes and levels of business. She teaches at the prestigious Gonzaga University in the School of Leadership Studies and runs women's connection groups. She is proud to give back to her community, not only financially, but with time as a board member to multiple organizations. Debbie is 100% committed to continuing her work, saying yes to her own growth personally and for her business. Helping people find their calling in this world, uncover the bigger purpose for themselves, and make a ton of money doing what they love is what she was put on the earth to do. Debbie is thrilled to have helped thousands of men and women achieve the same. Wow, Debbie, that is great. I mean, I've always known you to be a great woman, but to, to hear that just makes it even better. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, welcome to my show. I am so grateful that you have decided to come on here and share your great wisdom and expertise with my people. Well, thank you for having me. I feel honored. I appreciate it. My head's getting a little bit big as you. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, that's good too. We'll just watch it though. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So let's jump in with my, my infamous question. What is your best tip, trick, or advice for business owners and entrepreneurs who are looking to grow their business from six to seven figures and beyond? Yeah, Sophie, thank you for asking. And it's it, it may sound a little pat, but coming from my background as an organizational leadership kind of person, um, it's about saying yes, right? Like say yes to the more. So envision... Your company, if you're scaling from six figures to seven figures, whatever that figure is, whatever that organization looks like, build it as if it's already there. So looking at the organizational structure, looking at whether that be similar to what you do with systems, that type of thing, but constantly be looking into that future of what you want it to be, because then you can compare to what you have and then find the gaps right? You can grow into it. There's all sorts of things that go along with that, but that would be my kind of trick or um, hack per se is think like, think and look at it like it was already happening and what you would need in that situation. Okay. So is, are you kind of talking about the reverse engineering kind of thing where you look at where you want to be and what the, that looks like and then breaking it down backwards to where you are now, or is it something a little bit different than that? Um, I, there's a piece of that in there, Sophie, but really this is about thinking about a little bit more systematic, right? So you want to be open to receiving what's coming, but also like looking at 
and saying, okay, what do I really want my organization to look like? What do I want my company or my business to look like? And I'm talking about organizational structure. I'm talking about um, what kind of systems and processes do I want to have into place? What kind of products and services do I want to offer? It may or may not be the same as what it is today as what five or 10 years down the road might be, or even two years down the road or a year down the road. So looking at it that way, and then yes, I guess you could back engineer, but then what I'm looking at is saying, okay, what do I have currently? And then do a gap analysis to say, okay, well, here's what I have currently, here's what I want, what's missing? Because then I can be really strategic and hit the top three or four areas that will move me the quickest into that organization or into that that monetary receiving and, and move my business, scale my business faster. Because otherwise what happens is we look at it and we say, oh, we're going to do all these gazillion things. And then our business plans, our tactical plans end up being this thick, when in fact, some of the best business plans that I've ever been a part of, and this goes back from working at Citibank as well as at Sprint were very succinct, had like two or three, sometimes four major focuses, and that's the direction we went. But we had to envision what was here first and then where we were at and figure out the gaps. So yeah, I guess in some ways that could be reverse engineering um, to figure out what you need, but I'm also saying, look at what you currently have, and some of that may be supporting it, some of it may not. So you might have to get rid of or change up what someone is doing in your organization to map to where you want to go. Does that make sense? Makes absolute sense. And that that does, I mean, yes, it is a little bit like reverse engineering, but it's it's not as in depth in, in the sense of, okay, so I, I'm here at 500,000 and I want to make a million. The math is this and you reverse engineer the math and then the reverse engineer what you got to sell to get that and who you need to do that. You're you're more strategic and and less overwhelming in my opinion because like you said that kind of a reverse engineer plan can give you a, a plan this thick and instead of having three or four major focus points that will get you there faster even you know you've got 50 things and you're you're you kind of stop and you go well, i'm never going to get there because that's just too much you know so yeah. i love that now and it's I interesting go sophie too really quick before you go there because sure. sometimes like i know some people call it reverse engineering but I feel like I'm looking forward versus in reverse. And part of why I say that is, I mean, I do the numbers too, right? Like I crunch the numbers and say, okay, if I know that what I love to do is private coaching one-on-one, -on -one, I know I love to do like workshops, but not do like these big, crazy events, right? And they're not crazy, but you know, I'm, I do a couple here or there where I'm doing two and three day events. That's not my forte. That's not what I love. I love to teach and I love to have one-on-one -on -one time with people. So if I know that, then it's about figuring out how can I maximize and take a, a, a circle and I look at it as a pie and say, if I want to spend 80% of my time doing this, then what do I need to do to make that happen? Right. Do I need right. to hire other people to help support the back end of that? So I spend all of my time coaching and everybody else is doing the other support mechanisms, whatever that looks like to then get to that organization that I want to be. So it's important to do the numbers. I don't want to pass through that. Right. Well, yeah. of course, yes. Numbers are important because you can't know how to get to a million dollars or whatever your right. goal is without, you know, looking at the numbers. But the numbers is like kind of it's the first step. But you can. But I like how you can because some people when it comes to like reverse engineering, it's like it can be so daunting. But, you know, and looking forward can be daunting, too. 
But, you know, you find that happy medium with kind of what you're talking about there is a combination of the two so that you can find that happy medium that's not overwhelming with a business plan that's 200 pages thick. And, you know, I mean, I've heard people talk about the one page business plan. I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that idea. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to write a business plan that's 20 and even 20 pages long, you know? So, yeah. you know, because if you if you create too much for you to do, even if you have systems and people helping you out, it can still limit what you actually do because you still feel like overwhelmed and crazy and going, I don't care how many people I got on my team. It's still too much. So, yeah. And I, I find like too, that. Sophie, looking forward for me, right? D different people are different in the way they process. But for me, it's less overwhelming to look forward because I also know I can turn on a dime because... I'm not locked into, you know, like I have what I want to see my organization do and be in a larger vision, but I, because I'm starting where I'm at and building into that, I can turn on a dime, you know, like with COVID, I can turn on a dime to say, okay, now I can start offering this to still get to this, but I'm right. not going backwards and going, oh no, I have to go back and redo this whole end result thing. Does that make sense? That makes absolute sense. Yeah. No, and I like that because that that helps differentiate the difference between looking forward and reverse engineering and, and letting the because sometimes if you look forward, you're right. It, you, people process differently and perceive differently, you know, because I could say, yeah, I could look at that million dollars and go, oh, my God, that's just huge. That's undoable. But, you know, with your perspective and your your step by step process there, it's much more doable. And like you said, if something goes wrong, especially something unexpected, you're able to pivot. You don't have to like start over and go, OK, well, let's look at the end goal again and let's reverse engine it again yeah. because you set yourself up in a way that's flexible and fluid enough to allow for those things you never would ever think of happening. I mean, whoever thought we'd have COVID in a pandemic and shut down. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of this new buzzword of design thinking, right? Like you have an idea of where you want to go, but you create it as you go. Yeah. Versus create I remember in the day and I might be aging myself, but I remember the day where, you know, you put the wrapping on the package and you had the bow and everything was perfect before you even presented that this is the direction you wanted to go or right. what you wanted to do differently in your part of your division. And now it's kind of like here's the vision and now we're going to create as we go forward. And that's that design thinking and being able to be nimble and move and flexible. Our world just is like, we are, I just look at the exponential change that occurs and an idea is old after a week sometimes, right? Like it reminds me of early technology. And so it's about being able to maneuver through that in a flexible format, but still having the overarching vision. Yes, yes. And that is a really good way to think of it. Design thinking. I like that. I haven't actually heard that term yet. So I've I've learned something new for sure. So I want to go back to something you said in the very beginning about saying yes. Yeah. Because saying yes is a good thing. But when does it become a not so good thing? When is when are you saying yes to too much or to something that's not really a fit? Because you know, someone can go, oh, Debbie said to say yes. So they say yes to literally everything without even really looking at it and going, is this a fit for me? They're like, oh, well, Debbie said to say yes. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for asking that, Sophie, because um, it's so not a, a way that I maneuver that I just, I didn't even think about it because it is important to have boundaries, right? And I use the acid question, is what I'm doing getting me closer to or further away from my vision? 
And if it's getting me further away, sometimes there's a good reason for it, right? And you have to step back and look at that. Sometimes something that you thought, I call it Debbie time, and then there's real time, <laughs> you know, something that you thought might have taken a lot less time may take a little bit longer time, but it's still getting me towards that vision. If I'm doing something that's not getting me closer to that vision of my life, right? Because business is just a piece of my life. And I'm a firm believer that we have to lead our own businesses. I see way too many people that their businesses run their lives. And so how how do I how do I look at that and say, is this is this getting me closer to that envisioned life? And do I feel lit up about it? And if I don't, really looking at and saying, what's what's the intention behind this? Because if I don't feel lit up, there's usually resentment or something else be behind it, right? right? And that's not clean energy. Um, and so when I'm looking at my business and wanting to scale, I first have to ask too, what's the reason I want to scale? And sometimes scaling makes sense and other times it doesn't. I mean, really, honestly. No, it's, and, you're right. It does. Because some people just think that's the thing to do. Because, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, I started a business. I have a business. I've I've hit this level. So, you know, oh, I've got to scale because everybody says you, you just keep scaling and growing. And it's like, right. you know, yes, you always want to grow and change and evolve, but but you want to do it in a way that works for you and works for your life and your business. And it's something that you want. You you can't do something just because that's the thing to do. You know, it's, it's the trend. It's what everybody does. Yeah. So. And I go back to, too, and I, I'm kind of all over the place, but when I think about this too, people use the word work-life balance. I hate that. I think it's a setup for failure because I don't ever know of when things have been perfectly balanced in life, but for me, it's about harmony. So if I'm scaling and I'm moving in that direction, now sometimes as business owners, we have to, we do some things that we don't necessarily love to do, but we know that it's moving us towards that vision, then I'm going to keep doing that. But if I find that I'm so out of harmony where I don't have any, for me, relationships are important. If my value orientations that are important to me are suffering, then I have to look at that and say, hmm, is this scaling really getting me what I want from an overall picture, not just my business. I like that. And and that leads me to the whole life business. Separate entities, never intertwined, but that's not true. No, no. What is your perspective and your take on the whole, not the life balance, the life work balance, but the life work connectivity and cause and effect of each other because so many people think my personal life has nothing to do with my business and vice versa. And so if I'm getting a divorce and, and my, or my husband and I are fighting all the time, my business is still going to do fine. Or, you know, my business is, is doing really great. So my marriage is going to do really great or my life is going to be really great, but it's not always, you know, there are people who make millions of dollars and are miserable. So speak to your perspective on that whole work life interconnectedness and how they affect each other. Yeah, that's kind of the harmony I was talking about. And I think they're one and the same. Like, I don't think there are two separate entities. It's a piece of who you are, right? Like what you do in the world and the business that you're creating is a piece of who you are. Part of the classes that I, one of the classes that I teach um, through the School of Leadership at Gonzaga is foresight and strategy. Well, most business people think, oh, we're going to strategize. We're going to figure out all these things. What it is, is it's about integrating mindfulness, heartfulness, bodyfulness, and beingfulness in seeing what's coming, 
right? Like going towards that. And so uncovering and realizing things that are getting in my own way of scaling my business. And I don't like the word self-sabotage because that tends to put a lot of guilt and shame in there, but it's more about what's stopping me? Where am I stuck? And until I can uncover even personally where I'm stuck and nine times out of 10, if it's a, it's a business stuckness, it usually has something to do with personal. So to your point, to me, it's integrated and it's holistic. It's not separate. And the minute I try to separate it, that's when guilt and shame come in. That's when I'm not present. You know, I mean, I talk to a lot of people that resonate with, I want to be in my business, but I have all these other life commitments. And so I feel guilty when I'm at work. And then when I feel guilty when I'm at home and I'm thinking about work that I need to do, well, then we're not present anywhere. Right. And so in order to scale your business, you have to be present and be aware. And I talk about the pause, like for me getting out in nature and some people are going to listen to this and go, she's wax, <laughs> she's woo woo. But for me, I have to go out in nature sometimes to get rid of all the busyness going on everywhere, just to say, okay, what am I needing to let go of? And what is emerging? What's coming forward so that I can scale my business so that I can continue to grow my more life, right? Not, not just my business, but my more life piece of it. Um, but also money moves things, right? And so it's important for me to have the income that I wish to have to have these other things. So I look at it as integration of almost this like flow back and forth or this push and pull, right? Because the business creates the income flow that then allows me to do the other things in my life that I want to do. I like that. Yeah. And that's, you know, I've, I used to be of that mind. They're separate entities, you know, and it's like, leave work at work. You know, when I walk out that office door, it's supposed to turn off. And then I go sit with my husband and we do our evening stuff, dinner, all that. But, you know, the human brain, or at least my human brain, that cannot make that separation. I can't just say, okay, it's five o'clock brain, shut down the business stuff and go be the wife and the whatever. Because it's just, if I, that to me, that's closing off opportunities for a random great idea for the business to hit me and go, oh, Shazam, I need to, and you know, I may not need to jump on it in that moment because I'm with family, but I can grab my phone and make a note to myself to go, yeah. okay, this is the idea I had. Now I'll look at it tomorrow when I have the moment in the business to do that because right now I'm with family and I'm going to stay with family. But you know, if you're doing that, it's you're closing pieces of yourself off to anything that can come your way. Cause yeah, you know, woo woo or not opportunities drop in from yeah. everywhere at any given time. And if you're closing off a section of you because oh, business hours are over or, you know, family life is now, you know, it, it, it closes doors and it helps you stop. So I, I totally get that. And I like that. And, and yeah, you have to find that outlet, like you going out in nature. Yeah. And I will say too, Sophie, like, for me, as an entrepreneur, I don't know too many entrepreneurs that don't work every day. And what I mean by that is it's not that I'm sitting in front of my computer, right? Like this last weekend, I said to myself, I'm not even bringing my computer home because that's where I type the best. That's where I you know, can move things a lot faster. But it doesn't mean that I wasn't returning a message here or there. I was, you know, had my coffee and was doing some studying. You know, it's, there's things that happen or I'm riding a ski lift and I'm talking to someone and it's outreach, right? And we're talking about what we do for a living. Like there's, 
there's pieces. And when I learn to kind of integrate and be okay with that, but then also be able to say, I am going to shut off some of the technology, you know, and, and do pieces where I them am present with my family. And to your point, if an idea comes up, like I have a notebook next to my bed, because inevitably I wake up at 3am more nights than not. And I have these brilliant ideas and I forget them if I don't write them down. Right. Right. Exactly. And I don't have, I don't use my phone for that when I'm in bed because I don't want all the Blu-ray stuff. Right. But like, I'll just jot it down really quick and I'm done and I go back to sleep. But um, to your point, I think that it's really, for me, it's been really important to let go of my work story that I had to work eight to five Monday through Friday. Yes. Be able to flex that to flow with the needs of the business. Yep. I love it. Awesome. All right, Debbie, we're going to wrap it up here. So tell my people where they can find you, how they can learn more. And if there's anything you want them to check out, you know, if you have a freebie or a program or whatever, uh, tell my people all about it. Yeah. Thank you, Sophie. I do offer a free clarity call and you can find out more about that at my website, which is www.leadyourlituplife.com. And then I also have my own podcast, which is Lead Your Life with Debbie Heiser out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all the Amazon, all the places. And uh, I'd love to talk with people more if they want to talk more about this topic. So thank you so much, Sophie, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It has been a pleasure. I loved having you. And to my listeners, thank you for stopping by and listening in. Go check Debbie out. She is really amazing. Um, you know, and I'm saying that as a friend and colleague and and coaching program mastermind sister. Um, I she is an amazing woman, and I've, I've even in the time, short time I've known her, it's been an amazing time. So. I will look for you all next week with one more. Well, not one more. Every week is a great special guest, but I'll see you next week with the next guest. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezo.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.